Have you ever thought about what would happen if you lost all devices authenticated with your password or your MFA system? You had a fire that took out everything. You couldn't even grab your phone before you left. It was that bad. How do you get back in? That's what this episode is all about. Hi, and welcome to Backup Central's Restored All podcast. I'm your host, W. Curtis Preston, a.k.a. Mr. Backup. And I have with me, once again, my financial non-advisor, Prasanna Maliandi. <laughs> How's it going, Prasanna? Ah, Curtis. Yes, I am not your financial advisor. I am not accredited by any institution or any agency. Right, right. But <laughs> sometimes okay. we talk about things that you answer questions, and then you tell me to check those answers. Um, yes, we had we had some conversations about Roth IRAs and IRAs and things today, yes. which, you know, um, it's it's incredibly, you know, as I as I progress in years, um, and I start to worry about when I'm going to start withdrawing from these funds and not not be putting money into them. The thing is, advisor, non advisor, or not. It was from you that I learned the whole thing about backdoor Roths. Yep. So I'm sure when I have questions, I will not be able to count on my non, my financial non-advisor persona. <laughs> there you go. It's just bits and pieces of information I picked up over the past many, many years. And it's just something I'm right. interested in. So, uh, so th- this is going to be once again, kind of a unique podcast our unique episode, uh, because for the first time we have, we're going to record sort of the question and then we'll talk about the, the answer. Um, because we had a listener who reached out to us about, uh, you know, a particular, it's like, what do I, how do I solve this problem? And I honestly, I said, you know what, I'm not even sure I have a good answer for that, but let's bring you on, you know, get some, you know, get that question out there. And then we're going to bring on someone else to do the answer. So uh, our guest today describes herself as an anthropologist by training, a programmer by avocation and a manager by necessity. She's a system and network admin for her own company that her and her husband have owned for many years. She reached out to us with this question and I think it will make a great episode. So welcome to the podcast, Sue Peterson. Good afternoon, gentlemen. <laughs> Happy to have you on. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's sunny out. <laughs> Is it? Well, speak for yourself, Sue. <laughs> not, not here. Where Where are you? Uh, are you? You said you're in Portland. Eugene. Eugene. Oh, Eugene. Nice, we, nice. We, um, we had over an inch of snow um, two days ago. Oh. Wet right. snow. <laughs> Oh yeah, that, that I've, does not I've sound lived like in places where you get that. Um, yeah. How how are the roads at this point? Totally clear. It melted immediately. Okay. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. So why don't you describe to us this problem that you that you're worried about? Well, 
I'm kind of the IT department for right. the company my husband and I own, have owned since 40 years. Um, he inherited his father's business, which started in 47. So it's family business. I've got on an average day around 30-ish employees at the moment. We're running 15 trucks, I think, although he keeps buying trucks, so I may have miscounted. And what so, and what type of business is this? It's contracting business, plumbing business, okay. plumbing repair. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm running the computers, and I wrote the database, and we're running in-house software almost totally um, for mm-hmm. our for our business and customers and everything. Customer who owes me money, sort of stuff. And backups are important when everything you do depends on that data. So I've been fanatic about backups since 19... I got my first computer, personal computer in 1985. For the record, that's the year I graduated from high school. Just saying. Yeah, I figured I was a little (laughs) bit older than you. I was. I was trying to count that. I still do the. I still do the ponytail. Um, So, I started doing backups then. Um, At the moment, I'm running a mix of Ubuntu and Mac machines. The servers mm-hmm. are on Ubuntu. I run my SQL. So every night, let's see, I'm doing um, Apple Time Machine on the workstations that are still Apple's. I'm doing Authy for authorization. As we talked, I'm dumping everything to our sync every night. I do crash plan on some workstations. I do Dropbox and one password. Every night, um, every couple hours and then nightly, I do a MySQL dump. It's encrypted and up and zipped and uploaded to um, Dropbox. And then every night that gets downloaded to my server at to my second server at home, decrypted and it's kind of a yeah, test server. And that gets sent to our sync every night. And I was a couple years ago, we had some issues with fires in the area. And of course, we're in an earthquake zone. And I'm paranoid. So I'm sitting there and saying, how do I get back into this system? Assuming I have five, you know, five minutes to get out of the house and down the road. Right. I, I I can't grab anything. I'm running for life. Right. And, and this includes and this also includes like your phones, right? Everything, right? It's not just everything, like those everything. servers. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I mean, servers yeah. I can rebuild. Yeah. But <laughs> right. What What do I need with this ecosystem? What do I need to have to get back into it? And one password a few years ago went to something where your phone number, you need more than your phone number. Mm. You need you need that special key that they give you. 
Okay, that key's like this long. I don't memorize mm. it. Yes, I have it printed out in my safe. Mm. Worst case analysis, well, safe. my safe's gone. Yep. Right. Now, uh, right. now, now the odds of this happening are minuscule. But you know what? No, this is this is a great question because I know Sue yeah, we're talking about question. your specific environment. But honestly, yeah. this could apply to anyone. Like I was just thinking, like when I first heard about this question, right? I was like, so what happens if my house burns down? I've lost my laptop, I've lost my phone. Yeah. How do I even get into like as a user into like my Apple device, right? And into yeah. my Apple account and then into my mail system. Like where do I yeah. even start to rebuild? Because sure, I have offsite copies, but if I can't get access to it because I don't have a starting device, what do I do? Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking actually th this would be, um, you know, who, you know, who, uh, came to mind persona who, um, what's, what's her name? The lady, the, the disaster preparedness lady. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. Uh, what was her name? Um, oh, her name's escaping, but, uh, she, she, she came on and she's, she talks about, helping people get ready for all kinds of things like these that she doesn't focus just on it, but she focuses on, I think these things that we talk about, which is how do you, how do you put back, uh, how do you put back everything? The more complicated, yeah. the more complicated. Uh, so you're, I, so first off, I'll, I'll just say this. I think it, it sounds like you're doing all the right things. I mean, we might yeah. change different pieces of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, like, would I do it slightly differently? Maybe, but I like yeah. that you're, it sounds like you've got, uh, it sounds like there's a cloud copy of everything. Yeah. Right. Um, yes. and it also sounds like you've got a local copy yes. on this server. Okay. Off -site. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. An, an offsite, an offsite copy. Right. But yeah. it, it, yes. it's offsite from, from where the data is, but it's still local to you. Yeah. Um, and and then you also have a cloud copy because a cloud copy yeah. could easily be your the doomsday copy when this right. all goes to hell. Uh, the question will then be and and also I like that you're using a password manager. We talk a lot about password managers here. I'm um, paranoid, and <laughs> yeah, well, as you should be. This is a paranoid world. Um, and then also you mentioned that you use Authy for. Uh, uh, yeah. MFA, right? Yeah, not uh, for I, everything. Not right. for everything. Some uh, stuff won't use it, but yeah. yeah. And and I think yeah. we should talk, Curtis, I know when we talk about the solution, right, this will come up, but I was just recalling your situation. Remember when your cell phone, you swapped your cell phones and you hadn't done your Authy yet? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, what, that's how I ended up at Authy, uh, Sue. I was originally with um, a Google Authenticator. Mm. And the problem with Google Authenticator is when you change phones, you have to make yeah. that switch over. And if you don't, at the time of changing the phones, you have to start all over, right? And, and make yeah. uh, new tokens for everything. And that was a giant pain. And that's kind of what you're talking about, that scenario yeah. of how do, how do I do that? Yeah. And, um, while you're, you're definitely more that you're, you're, I put you in like, like the prosumer category, right? Yeah. You're a relatively yeah. small shop. Um, but you're, but you're doing this from a, for a professional reason. Yeah. Um, and, um, 
Yeah. Oh, by the way. Yeah. And I like the fact that you're encrypting that database. Um, I don't want to ask you too many questions about how, how you're encrypting it. There are ways perhaps that you could change your infrastructure that perhaps the bootstrap issue might be easier to deal with. So for example, if you moved the, instead of having a MySQL database on a, on a Linux server, if you went with a hosted MySQL database somewhere um, yeah. so that it was in the cloud, that would be, and, and I'm not suggesting these changes. I'm just saying these are, these are potential different changes trade-offs. that you could make. Yeah. It's, yeah it's different trade-offs, right? Yeah. Um, when we have it. And made. by the way, here's our usual disclaimer. This is an independent podcast. Uh, and that, uh, you know, the opinions that you hear from Persona and I are ours. And also, um, be sure to rate us, please. Uh, it helps us. It helps people find us. And uh, by j- just scroll down to the bottom there and click on the five stars and hopefully five stars. If, if you think we're one stars, then, you know, it's really not necessary <laughs> for you to rate us. Um, and, um, and then also, if you would like to join the... Um, uh, the conversation, then reach out to me the way Sue did. Uh, you can either use wcurtispreston at Gmail, you can use at wcpreston on Twitter, or you can use LinkedIn, linkedin.com slash in slash Mr. Backup, uh, and you'll find me. So let's just sort of walk through this. Um, the one y- you were taught, so with Authy, you can back up the keys, right? You could back up the, okay. do we call, what do we call them keys? Recovery persona? key, recovery key. Yeah, the recovery, well, they have the recovery keys, but also you can back up the vault. Oh yes. Right. Um, and then you can restore that somewhere. I've um, never tried restoring it. <laughs> well, presumably it works. Then you, then, you then the backup person in me would say that you don't really have a backup if yeah. you've never tried restoring it. <laughs> yeah. So that would be step one. Yeah. So I, I think any of these things, the only way you're going to know the way the experience is really is to try it, right? Is to say, okay, I'm standing here um, and um, uh, I have nothing. I have, I just went to the Mac, I went to the Apple store and he just bought a new iPhone and a new MacBook. And I have uh, hopefully my, you said one password. Is that what you said? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully you I, know your one password master password. I do, but I don't have the recovery key or whatever they call it because my well, safe sh- burned down. Well, you shouldn't. Well, again, I, I don't use one password. I use Dashlane. Yeah, but yeah. the way um, the way I would think it were the the way I would think it would work. They have no way to get into anything if you lose that mega long key. They tell you to print it out and put it in the safe. And I think I, I as far as I, I can would tell, one password is my key. How do I? How do I? I I'm that's different willing than to other, guess that yeah. that's yeah. I think willing to okay. guess that that's a, what I would call a recovery key. Yeah. Right. Which should, again, I emphasize should because I'm not a 1Password customer, should only be necessary if you forgot your password. Uh, master password. I'm pretty sure, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, the master password I the, would not forget, but setting it up yeah. on a new so machine. The, by, what's, your, what's your master password? 
Tell you, Sue, what you're. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, so so the, theoretically, so the, the so one password should have an MFA set up, right? Right. Um, but then what's the? Pro- but how do you get? And I know we're well, trying it depends to. Depends on it depends yeah. on how MFA. Yeah, we're yeah. we're trying to solve the problem, but but yeah. I'm just sort of walking through. This is sort of what you have to do. So, and the only way you're going to know it for sure is to go try it once. Basically, um, when essentially, I, when I set um, it up on a new new box, I need the secret key. Yeah. That's so. Um, so really, so you're saying that when you set it up, uh, when you go to use um, one password on a new yeah. laptop or whatever, I need that secret key. You need the secret key. You do. You need Oof. your you need your master password, your username, and the secret key. That's probably the equivalent of like two factor authentication, right? You've got the, the you got the one password question. Their solution is to give a um, friend out a of, key. Out yep. Of, out state. Of state. That's exactly what I was thinking. You give it to someone else who doesn't live anywhere near yeah. you. They can't do any harm with just the recovery key, right? Because they don't yeah. know the master password and they can always give it back to you later. But then I need to find somebody who wants that responsibility. Yeah. And who is trustable. I have people that I trust utterly, but that's a lot of responsibility yep. to put on somebody. Yep. And give it to give it to Persona. He's a pretty responsible guy. Um, I'm willing to pay we'll, for we'll, the privilege. We'll be your will be your key escrow service. Um, Gosh, that might not be a bad business, you know. Yeah, might not be a bad business. Yeah, the um, that is it. Yeah, so I'm going to have to go research the one password thing with Authy. Please do. Um, there should be um, there should be a well. There is a way to basically move your Authy Vault onto another thing. Most of the MFA stuff for for this level of of stuff is often built into a device, which in this case it would be your new phone that you just bought, yeah. right? Because right, and so you'd have to see what that looks like. Yeah. Um, so just grab your husband's phone and set it on fire and then um you know see what see happens. what that's like see yeah. how that see how that goes um Did don't do it to your phone about getting a new phone <laughs> if he wants if any of you get a new phone this is the time to try the thing yep. right so with Authy what i know that is Authy recommend so it regularly backs up my my vault and it regularly asks me, prompts me to, yeah. um, for the password, the password to that vault, drives me which nuts. I also store in, um, in Dashlane, which mm-hmm. I'm not using Authy for. So, so by the way, Dashlane, the way Dashlane works is um, that they would need, they would, they would send, uh, like if everything was dead, they would send a text to my phone to authenticate that device okay. for um, for that. You would need the password and be able to respond at that number. Um, now, now I gotta go. I gotta f- go find that out. I gotta f- find that out for my own thing. Well, and this I, is the I thing. This is why I really like the question. It. Yeah, I think you yeah. guys got me down this rabbit hole. So. Yeah, 
Yeah, well, well this, this is, is this is what's so you got we got you thinking about it. Now you got you us thinking it. about it. I, I, which is why I thought this would make a great episode. Everybody should think about this. Think about the stuff, the, all these key managers that you have, right? So you have things like Authy, Google Authenticator, um, you know, One Password. Hopefully not LastPass, um, no. because of you know all the, all the fun that they're going through right now. Uh, I think we've got a good idea of this problem for sure. Um, so now we just need to go get the solution. Yep. Uh, so we talked about, so we have crash plan, we have Dropbox, we have one password, we have Authy. Yeah. Authy um, and one password and rsync are my. Yeah. Rsync, you're password. talking rsync.net, right? Yes. Yes. Sorry. Okay. Yes. So you're, you're, so just, just to make sure I understand you, you are an rsync.net customer because of this podcast. It is your fault. <laughs> you hear that, people over there? We're just making money left and right for other people. Well, with that, Sue, uh, I want to uh, thank you very much for coming on and giving us problems. And uh, that's my and, job. But you, you have to wait until we record the answer episode, and then we'll no, put it out, no. and then you'll have the answer to all your problems. Yeah. I I certainly hope so. <laughs> I think we need to bring on Daniel. What do you think? Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. Uh, you know, he we we've talked about him a lot. We've had him on the pod. Uh he he's an interesting he's an interesting individual that it, you know, he's he you know, he's professionally he's a marketing communication specialist, but he also loves backups. <laughs> uh he's he's he lives in Israel, but he has an Irish accent. Uh he's been <laughs> He's been a guest on the pod. You've heard if you listen, if you're a fan of the pod, you've heard us reference him a time or two. Uh, it's our very own backup anorak, Daniel Rosehill. How's it going, Daniel? Hi, Curtis. Thank you for having me back on the podcast. You know what? Uh, we're super. We, we talk about you all the time. So, I think I can drop them. Yeah, you know. anytime. It's like, hey. We should be like, I think you've come up so many times with when it comes to MDISC, right? I know you're the one who sort of pointed us in that direction, been like, hey, have you guys heard of MDISC, right? And for archiving. By the way, Daniel, our single most popular two episodes are the one where you and I, I talked about MDISC and when we had the, the founder of MDISC on there. So I'm I'm, I'm actually com completely flabbergasted <laughs> to hear that because I I've been working on the assumption until this point that I'm keeping I'm I'm the sole reason that the M discs are still being produced <laughs> keep, keeping the company in business. Yeah. <laughs> you know it is interesting. There are those who are like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. There are those who are like, oh, well, it's just the same as that. And there are those who are like, it's complete nonsense. And um, it is it is. Um, it it is concerning, right? That there's just like one vendor that's producing the discs, and they could decide tomorrow. They're like, for some reason, we sell a whole bunch of these in Jerusalem, but other than that, we we don't sell very many. Stockpile, stockpile it. It's funny. So Daniel, I started thinking about okay, what should I be doing for my data as well, and started looking at M disk and went down that rabbit hole and. I found a deal on Amazon because I was like, most of the time, they're fairly expensive. I ended up ordering it. You have to be really careful because a lot of times you'll end up with Blu-ray discs and not M-Disc, which are two different types of media. You really want the M-Disc for your archival media. And so I have not continued down and found a deal yet. So I am waiting to back up my data. 
Interesting. I, I, I think we were talking on, on Twitter persona as, as we sometimes do. And uh, I believe you were asking me whether I have a backup to the writer. And then I realized there was a, there was actually a crucial gap in my MDISC uh, backup strategy. Um, but as, 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 yeah, as, as Curtis mentioned, the MDISC is the most unusually polarizing topic out there. Like people on Reddit, for whatever reason, are convinced that MDISC is nonsense. I, I haven't yet seen anyone really sort of come with cohesive proof to say why mdisc is uh is it's all its claims are false but there does seem to be people out there with a vendetta i think curtis has noticed the same thing so i, I mostly just leave yeah. it to, to be <laughs> yeah well i think i think you pick any topic and you go on yeah. reddit you will find somebody who thinks that topic is bs <laughs> right so sue has given us this question persona mm-hmm. uh it's the whole you know we're calling it the bootstrap question <laughs> yeah right so we always talk about, you, yeah, you, how do you get your data back? But it's like, what do you do before you could get your data back? Like, what's step zero? Well, if this was, I think we can agree that if this was a company mm-hmm. that we're talking about, um, and she is talking about a company, right? She, um, she, she was talking yeah. about, right? Wasn't yeah, she? Yeah, she, yeah was she was talking about, about a company. company. Yeah. But I, if this was a company that we're talking about, you you should absolutely be having this conversation. And and I would think it would be easier to have for a company than is, for a person. Is it? Because what, I know you, that I think the challenge with the company is you don't necessarily know where all your data is or all the systems. Well, and you kind problem, of right? have all these siloed groups who have different responsibilities. Mm-hmm. So I know, Curtis, you and I had previously talked about a shipping company that got hit with ransomware, right? And they lost right. their Active Directory servers, and they didn't have a backup of those, right? And they just happened to find one system that was out of sync, right? I believe was the case, and was able to recover that. Correct? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. That that was yeah. the that was that that huge hack. Yeah. And basically, they it, it was a it was a it was a fortunate storm. So as a storm had taken one of their Active Directory service offline, and so it wasn't online when someone hacked and destroyed Active Directory. And so, but they didn't have a backup of Active Directory, but they just had one domain controller that was offline, thankfully, and they were able to bring it back yeah. on, and, you know, and then they went and then they went out. That's just a crazy, crazy story. Um, I, I think what I meant, and uh, Daniel, you know, jump in here. Um, what I meant was, there are pro- if you don't know where your stuff is, you're right, persona, and 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 probably it's 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 easier to not know where your stuff is if you're a company. Mm-hmm. But there are products that you can buy, and there are uh, usually right because um, I just got <laughs> I just got done editing the LastPass episode where you know I was really hard on them for using a homegrown backup product, and you were saying well. Sometimes that's all you can get, even when you're a company. But generally speaking, there's a product that you can buy or a service that you can buy. And um, it's there's, just a matter of buying the right yeah. products and services. There's also the other case that those tools are usually intended for having multiple people administer a system, right? So unlike, right, like you're going to, you're not just going to trust the entire keys to your kingdom to one single person, right? Person gets hit by a bus. What do you do? Right. Why is it always that? Why can't it be they won the lottery and moved to Bahamas? 
Nah, because then that makes me <laughs> depressed. Why is it? Why is it always going to be? Daniel, I don't know. What do you What do you think here? I mean, you 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 heard the you heard Sue's question. Um, you know how how bad how bad off are we here? Well, Curtis, I, I think the situation is probably best described as catastrophic in the world of personal backup. There, there is absolutely nothing. And, you know, unless you take sort of active personal protection measures, uh, you know, all your data is just sitting out there in the cloud. And I think the scenario Sue was talking about is something that could, I mean, it could happen to anyone in any personal context, right? I've, I've certainly been, you could uh, get drunk. And your phone falls into the the river or the sea because I know you guys are on the west coast. So really, if you spend your time thinking about it, this is really sort of a fast track to insanity because you realize how ter- incredibly vulnerable pretty much all of us are, and it's just a case of how can you reduce that vulnerability just a small bit. Thank you very much, everybody. Come in. I thought maybe you'd give us a little bit of hope, Daniel. That. <laughs> That sounds bad. I mean, it, it, it's a it's a bad situation, but you know, I think that the the backup Anorak community right now is is very small. But you know, you guys doing this <laughs> podcast are spreading sp- spreading awareness, and I think it, it's going to take a lot more people asking questions and poking flaws in the sort of backup and recovery approach of a lot of these um, a lot of these companies. You know, especially stuff like two factor authentication. Now that it's sort of so essential. Um, but there are still some services that, you know, you really, if you get locked, it's quite easy to get locked out of for good. And that kind of huge ramifications for people. Yeah. One of the things, just speaking about that, right? So after talking to Sue, I started looking and being like, hey, what do I do? Because for me, if I don't have access to my Apple ID, everything kind of breaks. Right. And so I was like, how do I get access? And so I looked and about 10 years ago, I'd created a recovery key because it was like a 20 digit key that Apple had at the time. Turns out they no longer use those and they never tell you about it. So, but luckily with newer versions of iOS, you can actually create a recovery contact, which a lot of other services use as well, right? Where you can say, hey, if I don't have access and I can't do two-factor authentication, here's someone else that I trust that you can send my key to, right? Or the code to, verification code, and then I can get it from them. So it's not like Mm -hmm. you're, because I know, Curtis, one of the things we've talked about is, hey, you've lost your phone with Sue, right? It's like, hey, you've lost your phone. Right. You can no longer get two-factor authentication. How do I even get into my password manager in order to be able to get that first bit of data back, right, the password, so then I can actually get into my actual data vaults? Well, the the one with the, the password manager, I feel, was the one where, to me, that's where it all starts, for me yeah. personally, right? You talked about, I need Apple. I need access to Apple. And I agree, right? I need access to Apple or I need access to this service and that service and that service. Well, those are all passwords that without my password manager, I am going to have no idea how to get into, right? And in order to, for many of them, I can recover my password if I can log into Gmail, which I won't be able to log in without my (laughs) password manager, right? So for me, the password, I I think the password manager is where you start. And, um, and I think that's what concerned me most about Sue's story was that she needed, what was it that she said she needed? She need, it's, it's two things. So um, it's a key file and it's the password. Right. Right. So she actually has to, she has a file that she has to back up. So to me, that's a catch 20 for the thing that starts all the things, 
What do you think, Daniel? It seems like that's a catch-22 that's unacceptable. Right. I think that, you know, um, what Persana said is, is, is really essential for anyone looking for a password manager. So I don't, uh, you know, don't, don't, don't try to hack me after this. It, it may be true that I use Bitwarden. And I was looking at sort of what options they have for recovery today. It's one of these, it's kind of more geared towards open source and whatever. And they have, it's pretty decent. You can sort of configure an email address and a phone number, and you've got various layers of recovery uh, that if you get locked out. Uh, so that's one of the better ones, but I've definitely, I know there's a lot of password managers on the market, especially when you're talking about sort of Sue situation, more complicated ways of authentication you'd see in the enterprise environment. Uh, you know, you need to have these because, you know, if you're sitting in a hotel room trying to get access in a different country, it's just way too complicated to go fishing out sort of, you know, uh, key files or credentials or, or code samples. It's just not going to happen. Um, the the yeah. other thing that, you know, I, I was thinking, uh, Curtis, is you mentioned the sort of password manager as being the basis uh, for everything. And I think the other thing that we're seeing at the moment in personal IT world is, with this, uh, you know, single sign-on that you create accounts with services through your Apple ID or Google, and that's making the right. Google a choke a choke point. That if you got locked out of your Google, now you got locked out of everything. So it's a big vulnerability. I actually ran into it. I was traveling two years ago, and I got locked out of Google because I was logging in from different mm -hmm. hotels in the U.S. And it, you know, it the IP pattern detect flagged me as a whatever it thought my account, and it was a really really difficult. Uh, situation to get my account access back and if i didn't it just kind of occurred to me that okay it would have been locked out of google which would have been catastrophic would have lost all my emails all my calendar everything i also would have probably been lost locked out of everything that i authenticated through google yeah so the password manager is crucial and uh whatever that sort of second layer is that you're authenticating different services through is also yeah. that's an interesting point that you brought up uh daniel because I had recently started thinking that maybe because I have like 700 accounts on various websites. And I started thinking that maybe I should use the Google, you know, just log in with Google uh, instead of having yet another account. And I never really thought about the fact until just now, because like if this happened with Okta, if you were a company, and this happened with Okta, you have a tech support line that you can call in and you can say, hey, I'm paying you, you know, this much money a month for my company. Fix me. Right. But this is your free Google account. <laughs> you know, yeah. There's there's if you get locked out, you can get locked out. You know, there are stories of people that get permanently locked out of accounts like this. Yep. Uh, and that, that is a real mess. So I, I think, so I, I think you brought up a really good point, Daniel, but let's, if we go back to the password manager, I think that, um, uh, you, you, you mentioned Daniel, you mentioned of like, if this is for a, maybe a company where you might want to have a second level of MFA, uh, I just, I, I think because the question here is, is that doomsday situation where you've lost everything, right? You've lost your phone, you've lost your servers, you've lost your computers, you've lost whatever, and you have to start from scratch, right? To me, there's definitely a fine line between at some point, we do want to be able to authenticate. And it just sounds like in Sue's situation, 
that her password manager has a catch 22 that if she loses that file, she will never get back into her password manager. Doesn't that, that just seems wrong to me. Yeah, I mean, I've I played around with with the with a few different password managers, but I think that that's that's key is these sort of recovery functions. And I think that if anyone building a password manager for the enterprise or for personal IT use has to think about these sort of catastrophes, right? I mean, it's a product made for backup and disaster recovery. It's it's in the name that mm-hmm. you should anticipate there being disasters, uh, like like the phone falling into the river. So. Um, I think that any any backup any password manager I use one I like <clears throat> I also used Authy for a while and actually it's funny uh, Curtis I had the exact same situation that you did um, mm-hmm. I don't want to sort of disparage Google Authenticator but mm-hmm. whatever I got into the situation like you did that I had to manually recreate yeah. every single two factor key um, and I was like how is this not a feature that Google Authenticator can back itself up to some file which you could recover from. And then I, you know, a search got me onto Authy. So it's weird. You, you, I think you kind of have to sort of audit all these systems. Like that to me is just such a no brainer feature. You'd expect someone on Google would be like, yeah. well, we need to like yeah. roll out a backup thing. Yeah. I, I think I still want to go back to the shared responsibility, right? If you can find someone else, like in Sue's case, right? If she had another IT person, right? Who had the mm-hmm. same access and it doesn't have to be the same credentials, right? They could have their own key file, whatever else, but have access to the same vault, right? They could then help her recover, right? And so I think always having that. And now I know in the personal side, it gets a lot more difficult because no one ever thinks about that, right? No one's like, hey, I need to make sure this other person has access to my data as well in case. And that's why many of these cloud providers, right? Apple, Google, Meta, right? They're all either doing recovery contacts or other mechanisms because they realize that people are getting locked out and it's hard to differentiate between sort of locked out because of access, like an account takeover process or locked out because I forgot something or I did something incorrect and got locked out of my account or forgot the password. (laughs) Right. Yeah. As long as I I, I just, there are, there, you, you need to think about the scenarios that you're trying to protect from, right? Lost phone, uh, house burned down, um, and you need to you need to go to your vendor while your house isn't burned down and your phone mm-hmm. isn't lost, and say, "What is?" I think this is my general right. You just have to work your work your way back from okay. So I have my servers backed up with this technology, whatever it is. Whether I think it should be a cloud service, the smaller you are, the more a cloud service makes sense. Right. Whether you're whether you're I mean, if you're you know, if you're a giant company and you got 50 exabytes of data, it's going to be a little difficult to back that up with a cloud service. But if if you're, you know, on the opposite end, if you're one person with one phone, super easy. Right. So so the closer you are to one person, one phone, uh, the easier it is to back up uh, via the cloud. And uh, anyway, I digress. Pick the thing that you're going to back up with. And then say, okay, I'm going to back up with this. And, and in a, in a wipeout scenario, I'm going to, I need, I'm going to, I have to restore this. This is my, this is my, whatever it is, my most important thing. And what do I need to restore that? And then 
you say, okay, I need, well, all I really need is my password. Well, then now it's the password manager is the other thing, is the next thing that, that I have to do first. Mm -hmm. And if in the case of Sue, you need two things to recover your password manager, then how do we get those two things protected? Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. And I think that uh, people who are really interested in this personal protection stuff can take a lot of cues from what, you know, the stuff that you guys are doing in your in your jobs, working in the enterprise professional environment, right? Because, you know, you guys have stuff like recovery plans that are documented and everything's sort of planned. So I think uh, probably a useful thing for anyone to do as you said, Curtis, it's, you know, all this stuff is really, really about preventative, right? Once you're in that situation, if you're trying to speak to a human at Google, you're already in a world of pain and frustration. So, you know, what someone could do, let's say listening to this podcast is say, what would happen today if I lost my phone, right? So how are you going to get access back to your, uh, to your, uh, to your passwords, to your two-factor credentials, if they're stored in different apps? Um, and you can even just, you know, open a Google doc and write out a little recovery plan for yourself based on all those scenarios. Um, I, I don't really have any thoughts on sort of when it's too late and you don't have a good system for recovery because, you know, as, as I've experienced and so many people experience, it's surprisingly easy to get something like an IP hopping block, get locked out of Google, there's no one to speak to. Uh, so it's really, you know, if you're depending on these services, you really need to be one step ahead. Uh, and I think something like sort of a, a plan, uh, as if you were a backup admin for a company, uh, documenting it is is probably the best approach. And I was just, as you were talking about this, Daniel, I like the document effort, right? Or exercise, because that way you can try to identify, okay, where are their gaps? I was just going back, Curtis, do you remember uh, the person we had who talked about disaster planning, right? And this is more from uh, environmental disaster right situation yes right how yes. do you protect your environment virginia nichols the single most animated guest we ever had yes she, she focuses on the stuff we don't focus on which is you know how do you get you know how do you get services back right how do you get the, the things that you need as a human being uh you need all that stuff first and so she probably is better at thinking of those of the of the catch-22 situations you're right yeah that's a good episode. We'll put the, we'll put a link to that episode. And I was just thinking also like the same process she had talked through, right? That applies even for all of these like technology and your data as well, right? It's just a subset of that, right? Because I know she talked about, do you have your passport? Do you have cash? Do you have gas in your car? Do you have food, right? All these sort of essentials, if you will, right? Life essentials. Right. Now we're just going down to the next level. It's like, okay, now your data. How do you get your data back? I think Curtis is also... Um, probably something in that as well, that it's very difficult when you're trying to think of stuff like, you know, disaster recovery and, and the things that we don't want to think about to actually do a good job uh, with yourself. And maybe maybe that's another thing that, that, you know, people could do is actually maybe let's say you have a partner or a wife or whatever, you could you could sort of go through these scenarios to one another. If, you, if this happened to you, what would you do? Um, rather than just kind of trying to envision all these possibilities yourself. Fun, fun uh, dinner time conversation topic, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I think, you know, a good time, I, I just had this idea, a good time to test your, your idea. So you get your idea and you get a plan. A great time to test that plan is when you get a new device, right? Mm -hmm. You get a new Mac, you get a new iPhone, you get a new Android device, you get a new Pixel whatever it is. 
at that moment, you can pretend like you just lost your phone, right? Because, because they make it really easy when you buy, I know, I know I haven't had an Android for a while, but I know when you get a new iPhone, the easiest way to move over to a new iPhone is to, um, just have the other iPhone and it'll transfer the data directly from that iPhone. And I'm saying, don't do that. I'm saying, um, pretend like you lost your iPhone and see what recovering that process is like. Um, I think that in the case of personal password managers or very small business password managers, where it's a single person in a single account, you will, um, there has to ultimately be a person who is the, the MFA sponsor. So with a typical password manager, there is like, for example, my wife and I share a password manager. For a while, we were paying for Dashlane twice. And then I realized, well, this is dumb. We, you know, it's not like we need to keep accounts secret from another. So so we just have one Dashlane account, which is also how I ended up having 700 accounts because, you know, there's all her accounts plus all my accounts. So the but, 50 that um, she has, and then the 650 the you have. <laughs> you is this the truth, is? Curtis? Are you, um, are, 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 are you hiding something from us? Is there, is, is there a secret site password manager? There's just, there's just a lot. There's a lot of accounts out there. I don't know. I don't know why I have so many accounts. Anyway. I, I have to actually um, say that, that that is a really, really good idea. We're, 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 we're talking today about sort of like advanced stuff and right if if we have a recovery that's the most sort of simple but effective way of delegation is just to share an account i, I also share some yeah. credentials with my wife for like netflix whatever and you know if someone's in hospital or asleep that, that's that's actually a great a great system um i mean and of course you can also have your joint yeah if you have a partner a spouse it's it's super easy to do and then uh, even a friend, it's just got to be a really good friend, right? Because you're not going to keep any secrets from them. The, the, um, but my point is that there is an ultimate arbiter of the account. And this, in, in, in other words, my phone number is the one that is the, if, if all, you know, if the feces hits a rotary oscillator and we lose both of our uh, devices, authenticating from the very beginning would have to be done with the phone number that's attached to the account. Right. Um, and the email address that's attached to the account and that one would be mine. Right. Um, mm -hmm. so if you but, lost your you know, phone, now that I'm you lost about, your SIM, you yeah. don't have, you got locked out yeah. of your email account. Well, well it would have to be both of us because my wife could authenticate. If I got okay. a new device, I could easily authenticate, um, with with my because what the way it worked their mfa with dashlane it pops it up on other devices okay. that are currently running dashlane mm -hmm. gotcha. right but we'd have to lose all devices so in my case yep. it would be i'd have to lose my laptop both phones the ipads yeah this would be a very bad day for the preston household <laughs> yeah <laughs> so really that's what it comes back to that it basically goes back to what i said before is decide what your ultimate sort of final or begin, you know, it's the final thing, but it's like the beginning thing in a recovery scenario. What's the thing that you're going to use? Is it an email account? Is it um, your authy password? Is it your password manager password? Um, figure out what that is. Pick the thing that you're going to do and just remember, you've got to remember that password uh, to that thing. 
And th- that's kind of what I do. Like I when know. I was talking about my Apple environment, right? That's the one password. So I know two passwords, my Apple password and my password manager password, right? Those are the two passwords that I That's what I have. On. Yeah. Uh, so but, do, you, do you guys think, do you guys think that there's any possibility that in like 10 years time, we're going to have like implantable chips with like, <laughs> you know, you, you, human based authentication? It's going to be biometric. There's no silver bullet here, but you have any final thoughts? I think the conclusions um, we've we've come to make a lot of sense, Curtis. That um, you know, it proactivity, uh, going in ahead, thinking about it beforehand, thinking. I like the idea that you know you're you're going to write to Dashlane um, and actually sort of like ask hard questions of these people because that's what their you know support teams and customer success teams are, are there for, um, and just putting the thinking in before you get to these problematic scenarios because I think no one wants to be in the position Sue was in uh, trying to deal with recovery because it's just so much more messy. I'm I'm trying not to be too too, too decisive because I'm going to get an email in like six months being like, I did what you said and yeah. I'm locked out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so, and so yeah. you know, for, this, for this, since you brought up that point, mm-hmm. I would say the one thing is mm-hmm. once you've thought of it and you've documented how you would recover, go test it out, right? Make yeah. sure it actually works. Make sure... It that you don't have any gaps, right? That you can recover. And I liked your example, Curtis. Imagine that you're starting from a clean slate, right? No devices, nothing. What do you do? You know, another way to do that is if you're like me, you have a couple of old phones sitting around. Um, Take out one of those and pretend it's your new phone (laughs) and then recover. Pretend that your other phone is completely dead and you're not allowed to reach to your phone, right? Um, that's, that's the only thoughts I have. I'm going to just going to go back to what I said, just work your way back from, I have to recover this. So to recover this, I need this, recover this, I need this. And ultimately just make sure that whatever that is, you have a very easy plan to get that back when, you know, the, the, whatever the worst happens, uh, that could possibly happen. So, well, I'm glad I'm glad we had this conversation. I'm, you know, I'm not sure we had good answers, but I think this is a good planning question, right? What, you know, this is a, like you said, being proactive, Daniel, uh, you know, I, I agree with you, Daniel, your general thought, which is there's not a lot of good options for consumers. There's also not a lot of good options for small businesses, like, like truly small, what I call, th- this is a Curtis category. You know, we have at the SMB, category, right? A, the a Curtis category is called the TSB, the, the truly small businesses, right? <laughs> right. So the literally the mom and pops, um, th- there's not a lot of options there. Uh, but there are services, right? That are, I've been testing one. Uh, we'll talk about it later on, on another uh, podcast. Uh, we'll talk about it later on another episode. And, um, there's, there's no perfect answers. I hope we helped Sue. Um, you know, I, I'm sure. I just want to also make clear, Curtis, that the advice offered here doesn't come with any warranty. So any, any, no, anyone, anyone who actions any advice they heard on this, on this episode or the podcast in general, absolutely should not uh, reach out to any of us by email with complaints. You're, you're, you, you are on your own, but uh you're on your own, your own, and you might not be able to reach out to us via email because you don't have your password to your email. Uh, <laughs> so with that, um, I want to uh, thank the listeners and remember to subscribe so that you can restore it all.
It'll be completely done Maybe some 